Grand Rising Kings and Queens, and welcome to Motivation Monday. I'm your host, Coach Deb. I have an esteemed guest today. Her name is Tamara Hall, and I want you to welcome her. Show her some love. Welcome, Tamara. Hello. I'm so glad to have you, darling. Before moving forward, I want to go ahead and request of the listeners to please tag your friends and uh, have them to tune into this amazing broadcast. It's going to be really something special. I believe that Tam is going to drop some jewels and some wisdom for those of you that are looking for something to help motivate you and get your week started. You know, this is Reveal and Heal. You can't heal unless you reveal. So at this time, I'm going to have Tam to share with us who she is. Who is Tamra Hall? Well, hello, everyone. Um, I am Tamara Hall, um, but most people call me Tam. Nobody ever hardly calls me Tamara. Mm-hmm. Um, born and raised in good old Floyd County. Um, I'm a pastor's daughter. Um, I'm pretty sure most of you know my father, um, Pastor Derek Miller. Um, I graduated from Rome High School. Um, I have a 14-year-old son um, who is a teenager, all boy. So pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, And like I said, um, I'm married to the uh, minister, Ahmad Hall. Um, oh, the famous man, Amar yeah. Hall. Uh-huh. <laughs> the future councilman of Adairsville. Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, and so he has moved me to the good old Adairsville, Georgia, where there's where we currently um reside. Mm-hmm. And we attend North Carolina Church of God. So if you know if you look for a church home, come okay. see us, 1929 North Broad Street, Rome, Georgia. Okay, shout out to your church. I love it. Okay, now, uh, everybody, y'all remember when I had uh, Amon Hall as a guest? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? He's who he is because of this lovely lady here. Yes, <laughs> yes, we, we, we celebrate you. Now, um, I'm real excited to get, get into, you know, how you feel about the village because the focus, the very focus uh, for Motivation Monday, I always stay in that place of it takes a village, right? right? Because the village is not just family. The village is is so many different people that contribute to, you know, um, your successes, you know, and your growth. So let's just begin with, let's start with you um, where the village is concerned. How has the village contributed to who Tamara is today? Um, for me, I um, sat under my grandmother's, my maternal grandmother and my paternal grandmother, in which the neat thing about that is they were best friends. I mean, how many people can say that your mother's mother and your father's mother were best friends? So um, just hang around them all the time. Um, my grandmother kept me in church, so I looked up to a lot of the mothers of the church mm. um, and just being who my father and my mother are, mostly everybody, you know, knew them. So it wasn't like I couldn't go out here and just do whatever I wanted to. You know, I had to remember, you know, I'm Derek Miller's daughter, I'm Teresa's daughter. So it was kind of like, 
all eyes were always on me. And so um, just, you know, being up under um, the mothers of the church, you know, my grandmother, she always took me to Tuesday morning Bible study, um, going with her to um, set up for a communion. Um, she, you know, and I always just wanted to be around her and, and her uh, and all the older ladies just to not necessarily be nosy, but just because I love being around older people. Yeah. And so, you sound like an old soul, Tam. <laughs> and so I just, you know, I mean, I'm thankful for, especially in today's world, mm-hmm. I'm thankful that mm-hmm. I can go back to those memories and, you know, mm-hmm. and hold on to all that. Well, tell me, what was it like growing up? Because you've mentioned that you are, you're a PK. Yes. So what was that like growing up, you know, as a PK? <laughs> um, well, you know, they always say preacher's kids are the worst ones, mm-hmm. but I don't claim that. I don't, I mean, I'm not, you know, right. typical human being, right. but, um, Growing up, my father being a pastor, um, I remember um, times of having my little, you know, my little Bible, my little notepad, trying to mock him. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I would just say, um, just like you know, with um, anything, it takes you know that time, personal time, away from you so because you know he always had to be church um ministering to other people just you know doing other things um but it's not as bad as people make it seem but as a preacher's child you do get put onto this pedestal so when you know I got pregnant at the age of 18 all eyes were on me because it's kind of like you know your father's a pastor you've grown Mm -hmm. up in church so you should have known better Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm human, right? It, you know, PKs sometimes live they they live sheltered lives, mm-hmm. you know. And when you finally you know get out, it's like, oh wow, it's a mm-hmm. world that you were sheltered from, and you don't have a clue. So you experiment, you know. Now as a parent, I see that now. Uh, as a grandparent, I see even better because as a parent, honey, it, you that my mind was totally different. But as a grandparent, it's like, leave that child alone. You know, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's right. what it is. It's like, right. leave that child alone and let that child be a child. Now, tell you mentioned, tell me, I got to know, what was it like with your mom and dad? You know, most times, most times, you know, when you get married, if you're not already saved, sanctified, and, uh, you know, this is your life, you 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 ain't gonna you ain't gonna feel it outside of that mm-hmm. unless you feel like it's your calling. Mm-hmm. How was it in in the house with your family? Was it something that your mom and dad agreed upon? You know, her being a first lady, him being uh, a preacher. Was that something that did you dream of being a first lady? You know, because guess what? <laughs> what what was that about? What was that experience like? Um. Well, for far as I can remember, um, it was, you know, just the typical, I guess, family that America says that, you know, you're supposed to have the mother and the father married in one household. household. 
Um, but uh, my parents divorced when I was three, going on four. And my mother, she, I guess, realized that she was quite ready for that first lady role. So, um, you know, they ended their marriage. But then my father, he did remarry um, probably about two years later. And so um, my bonus mom, she's, I mean, she is the typical first lady. So right. uh, I have looked up to her in a lot of ways. So, I mean. What was that like for you, Tam? What was it like for you to, uh, that just ha- you remember that, don't you? Uh-huh. At three years old? Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's, that's something else. Mm-hmm. That your memory is that good. So that changed things, Tam, you know. Do you remember you what it was like as a child? You know, did you you did you deal anger issues or anything? Uh did did you turn to possibly wanting to live with your grandmother? What was that like, you know, for you in that transition? Because y'all um, were in church, you know. Well, first I'll say um I witnessed the whole thing of my parents discussing divorce you know and so I witnessed my father breaking down I witnessed him you know going through that time of his life and I can remember um comforting him and giving him you know letting him know that you know it was going to be okay even though I was that young I didn't quite understand what divorce meant but I felt that it wasn't you know something good and so then you know you start school um, and then, you know, you, your friends, you know, they have their mom and dad mm-hmm. coming to, you know, different things with the school. And here I am. It was either, most of the time it was just my dad. Cause my mom, she would have to work or, you know, whatever. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, your friends, cause when you're that young, you don't understand. So your friends are asking you, well, how come your mama's not here? Yeah. And you have to constantly tell them, you know, well, she's at work you know, or whatever, but I mean, you kind of, I mean, I guess after a while, you just kind of just kind of push it back in the back of your head and you just don't deal with it. Well, here you are, mm-hmm. and it's like, really? Mm-hmm. That had to be something that you, that followed you growing up that, you know, your mom didn't want to be a first lady, so it's like, you know, I, I was, I didn't sign up for this or whatever. So now here you are though, dear, mm-hmm. you know, how do you <laughs> feel about that? <laughs> how do you, you know, it's like, cause you're in it uh-huh. and y'all make an amazing couple. Love it. But how do you, how, how do you feel about it? You know, cause you, you really wear it well. You really do. Well, thank you, because it's, I mean, it's not easy. There's good days and there's, you know, bad bad days, Mm -hmm. just like there is with, you know, um, with anything. But I do feel like um, God did put Ahmad and us together for um, one of the reasons for me to, for us both to deal with issues that we have continued to just, keep deep down inside because I mean um I've never prayed for anyone well I mean especially for anybody that I was in a relationship with as much as I do for him that's all right and so um 
I mean, and I'm just constantly praying and asking God to show me the things that I need to work on, show me the things that I need to heal, show me the things that I need to deal with and teach me to um, how I'm supposed to deal with them. And even with him, like help him with his issues. Like how should I react to his issues? Um, what can I do to help him with his issues? Uh -huh. I mean, just. This is good, Tam, because it's so many people that need this. Mm -hmm. I love your transparency. Thank you. Thank you for your transparency. Because when it comes to relationships, we all have roles mm -hmm. in the relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And I believe number one, the number one role is, is prayer. Mm -hmm. Because see, what, what it is, we come together. We really don't know who we have come together with, right? Right. And the thing about it is, it's constantly unfolding. Mm -hmm. And we need to pray for wisdom. We need to pray for strength. We need to mm -hmm. pray for the people that we're with. Mm -hmm. And we most certainly need to pray for ourselves because we need to develop. Mm -hmm. All the prayers can't always go to that other person. But if we get some things together, if we heal in some places and we become better, we make them better. Right. So I appreciate your transparency because you're helping a lot of people. A lot of people that don't even have the courage to talk about it. They just want to walk around like everything is hunky dory, you know. <laughs> so let's talk, girl. Let's talk about the politics too, because look, you don't come, you don't become a first lady, and now you fix to live in a glass house. Lord have mercy. So this is something else. I'm sure wasn't on your list. No, it wasn't. So, what was that conversation like when Ahmad said, "Look, sugar foot." <laughs> I want to run for mm. <sighs> office in Adairsville. And you're like, what? What mm -hmm. office? No. <laughs> what was the conversation like? Um, so he uh came to me and he was like, um, I just found out that you know position is um come open and um what do you think about me running for it? Well, number one, I've always told him that he needs to get involved with something. But I just didn't know that it was going to happen this fast. <laughs> and so uh, at first I kind of was like, I don't know, because, you know, everything that's going on in today's world, I was just kind of iffy. I said, well, what does your mama say? And he said, well, I haven't talked to her about it. Cause, um. I usually ask him, like, well, what does your mom say? Because, I mean, him and his mom are, like, peas and carrots. I mean, they're... Yeah, it's funny. Um, and so, you know, she was like, you know, go for it. So I said, well, I mean, if you prayed about it and you think it's something that you can handle, go for it. So here we are um, in the runoff. What type of experiences have y'all encountered uh, during this time? Because, you know... There have been so many things happening that we couldn't have planned for. You know how life just happens? Mm -hmm. And it's like you have to just roll with the punches. I have witnessed how the world is just moving. And it's like you have to just flow like the, with the waves. Mm -hmm. You know, move with the waves. So I'm sure that y'all have encountered different things to take place that made you turn your head backwards like did that just happen 
Did they just say that? You know, with these different things, you know, happening, and you being a parent, it's kind of hard to shelter your children from these real life episodes. And you have to have conversations with them that you normally wouldn't have to have so early, right? right. So tell us about those experiences and how you handled it, you know, as an example to, you know, how you walk in peace. Because now, being that you're moving in this direction as a community leader, the way you once handled the situation, you can't handle it like that no more. You have to be, bite your tongue and watch the blood flow. Right. And um, I have a lot of my father in me. My father is not afraid to let you know what he thinks. I mean, mm-hmm. what comes up comes out. And um, it's not easy. Um, Amada has experienced some things that I don't think he ever thought that he would experience considering he grew up in Adairsville and a lot of these people he's known all his life. His family has known each other all their lives, going to school together. And so a lot of the things that he's experienced is kind of like, like you, you've known me before I was even born. So, um, and so for me, uh, I kind of have to, um, pray about how I react to, to certain things because, um, especially with social, social media, you know, you just want to get on there and just type away and just, you know, let the world just know how you feel. Um, and, um, but I won't go into detail some of the situations because he, I want him to have his chance to really voice the things that he's experienced. But I can say, um, during, um, the Tuesday election, I was out there, um, you know, just campaigning, holding up signs, you know, and everything. And so as the people would come entering the precinct, um, it was a lady in front of me. I'm standing in the middle. Then there was another lady beside me. Well, they would blow and wave at her. They would skip me, wouldn't say anything. And then the lady next to me, they would blow and wave at her. And this was like, constant and so um my aunt was also with me and you know she talked about how um the same thing happened to her but the guy when he rode past her he gave her the thumbs down then the lady next to him he waved and then so he went he voted did his thing um came back and he stopped at her and he said well are you democrat and she was like, excuse me. He's like, are you Democrat? And she was like, uh, no, I'm independent. And, you know, he kind of was like, well, I, you know, I guess that's okay. And then, you know, went off. But, you know, she wanted to react, but she knew she couldn't. And I think that's a lot of what we all are experiencing. You know, there's things that happen to us and we want to react, but we know we can't because number one, um, if we react the way we really want to react, the blame's gonna be put on us. Well, what did you do to provoke them? Um, what did you say? You know, or um, well, they didn't mean it like that. I mean, it's just it's always it's never no one ever wants to take the time to actually look at the whole situation as a whole. It's always 
one-sided. And I'm sure that that frustrates you that mm -hmm. you are in a box now, pretty much. And you're not able to really express yourself the way that you want. You have too much to lose. Mm -hmm. And you have to consider the people that you love, mm -hmm. you know, and just be quiet in, mm -hmm. in most cases. <laughs> so how do you believe that the village is going to contribute to, you know, a whole new, you know, way of thinking uh, because whenever it's solidified that he's the winner, mm -hmm. it's going to really change some things and you're going to really need the village. Mm -hmm. See, I love, I love the focus of it takes the village because the village ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. I believe what happens is different people are just temporal in your life, mm -hmm. but whenever God elevates you or whatever the situation may be, I believe he'll bring people into your life to help you conquer some things. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So how do you believe that, you know, the village is going to contribute to the future successes, you know, for you and, and, and your family, you know, in politics? Because that's what, that's what it is. You, 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 you are in the spiritual side, in the political side, because he's a minister. Uh -huh. And then there's politics on this side. And most times people don't want to talk about the two because it's such a controversy. But he, he, he got both. <laughs> and it could, it could be something mm -hmm. so thank God for you because I believe that you are just what he needs and he's going to need you to be like you know well Amar we got to consider this you know uh, before we speak and we got to consider that you know before we move or what, you know you got to have the right person in your life so tell me how do you, how do you feel the, the village is going to con contribute your whole new circle whole new circle some folks you got to get rid of Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, I will say, um, Ahmad is not a confrontational person. So when it comes to conflict, he's usually the one to say, um, you know, just hold on or don't say nothing. And I'm the one that's like, no, we, we got to speak on it. Or, you know, or, um, well, I'm just going to say what I think. And, you know, he'll, you know, be like, uh-uh. Like, I got it. Because he has a way with words. He does. And I tell him all the time, like, he has a way of um, expressing his frustration without it being disrespectful or, you know, or anything like that. And um, I think for um, the village, I think he is going to be um, that piece of the puzzle to help things to be put together and to mm. come around and for people to see things in a different light that they have refused to see. Mm. And um, I think once that light begins to get brighter and brighter, they're going to want to know and be interested in what's going on. And I think it's just going to start from there. And I mean, I think it's just going to, you know, um, the word is going to spread about what's going on and just um, how the community is, you know, coming together because yeah. of somebody, you know, trying to, you know, just make a difference. Yeah. And to just, you know, take the time to do it and to actually listen to what the community um, is saying and not just trying to just take little bits and pieces here. You know, he wants to hear his community stories. He wants to hear their concerns. 
and um he wants to get to know them like from their their heart not just from what you know somebody has said right i like that you said that because i think it's so unfair when people are judged by what someone else's opinion is or what someone else thinks and you don't even get a chance to meet and greet the person to determine who they are you know because of the opinion of others i'm thankful that he's that type of man and you are too that you prefer to meet a person and know a person to determine yourself you know who they are and not based off of some one else and that's a contribution to the village as well you know what i'm saying so i'm glad to hear that so tell me how important is it you know to uh to to have a certain amount of time as a family because with what's ahead you and your husband y'all gonna have to like schedule time you know because it's just this when you're a community leader and when you are working in the ministry which you are very familiar with you know because even though your parents divorced early it didn't stop things from happening because you was with your grandmother you mm -hmm. know and y'all still was doing it so you understand that there's going to be uh times where y'all got a plan date night family time you know what kind of advice can you give to you know um couples that are in the ministry and you know doing uh community work full 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 time because it's needed right now it's needed right now for everybody to just work 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 because things are not yet done right so what do you recommend you know families do uh in order to you know stay uh grounded you know and and making sure that there's no separation and division in the home you cannot you don't need to ever feel like we're more important as a people than you are mm -hmm. ahmad never needs to feel that we're more important than you are and when i say we i'm talking about the community mm -hmm. whether it be the church right. or you know the people that you know that he has committed to serve so well um i will say that we um as a couple as a family we are learning i mean it's not um there's good days and there's bad days just like with anything i mean we're not perfect we don't you know strive to be perfect we don't sit here and put ourselves out there like we're perfect i mean we're human and we're learning and um um september 2021 will be five years that we're married and so i think we're we're just we're in those learning stages of trying to figure things out because if you know my you know he's a busy body he can't be still and um so a lot of times you know i'll you know um he'll th throw little hints out there you know uh, maybe we should do this or do that and you know somebody will call and need something or somebody will call just on the you know for him to listen to them or you know or something like that and um a lot of times you know he'll ask me well you know we're supposed to you know have date night you know you know we're supposed to go here you know is it okay and of course i'm gonna say yes but um i know that i need to you know sometimes you know just learn to be okay with saying no yes <laughs> it's okay to say no it's okay to say no 
I believe that we as the women of the house are the grounded ones. Mm -hmm. I think that we're the ones that have to remind them, Mm -hmm. sweetie, know this time. Mm -hmm. Because it's like we give them permission to say no. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, uh, they, men working makes them feel more like men. You know what I'm saying? And we have to step in and like put uh, put the brakes on it. Mm-hmm. So I believe that you, you're helping so many this morning. And that's what Monday Motivation is all about. We need to be able to, to get things moving so people have something to work with throughout the week. It's a team effort. It's a village effort, right? Yes. Um. What is it that you feel that you have learned, you know, with with the things that you have experienced growing up? You know, it's just amazing that you remember what happened at three years old. And I know that just changed your life. That changed your life because you had to feel certain things about your mom. You had to feel certain things about your dad growing up, trying to figure out why. Why did this happen? So as an adult today, can you share with the listeners how you've grown from your experiences, you know, based off of what you witnessed as a child? You were used to that, your three, little three, four years of your life. And then what you were used to, you went into another level or something else, and you just continued. It continued to, to, uh, to change. Mm-hmm. But look at you today. God has saw fit for you to be in a place of stableness where your life where you're blossoming and you, and he's chosen you to make a difference and to be the change that people desire to see so can you talk to the people that are listening uh you know in in very few words sharing how all that you went through it wasn't in vain the things that transpired and happened it wasn't in vain because here you are now and god sees fit that you are equipped to be the leader to change. Um. So, um, just in the last month, I would say that um, I've been able to even look myself in the mirror to even tell myself that you know you are beautiful. Um, you you are worthy. You know, I love you. Like I've genuinely been able to do that. Cause a lot of times, you know, you look yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself that you're beautiful, but then 10 seconds later, you're thinking about, Oh, well, look at that scar on your forehead or, you know, look at this and look at that, you know, but it's just been within the last month that I've been able to actually look at myself for longer than, you know, a few seconds and really feel genuinely good about myself. And so, um, I would tell anybody to, you know, um, look at yourself in the mirror. And if you can't look at yourself longer than a few seconds without, you know, thinking about other things, then you need to figure out why, what, what's happening, you know, like what are those deep, deep wounds that you just refuse to heal? Because a lot of times, you know, we think wounds are healed but, you know, sometimes, you know, you pick at your little scabs and then you reinfect that wound and then you um, do something for it and then you constantly just packing it with ointment, but you're not really deep cleansing it like you need to. Wow. Yes. And so, I mean, 
I tell anybody, you know, I tell my friends, um, you know, they're always talking about um, how, you know, they're rushing in the mornings and they're doing this and doing that. I tell them like, well, you need to wake up at least 30 minutes, however long it takes to have that time for you. Even when you're in the car, after you drop your children off from when you drop your children off to when it's time to go to work, have that time for you, whether it's turning on some, for me, it's worship music. I mean, but you know, whatever type of music you want to have that time for you so that you can get your mind together to be able to slowly um, control the things that you experience. I mean, because it is a process. It's not nothing that's going to, you know, just happen within a few seconds. I mean, it may take years before you're able to deal with a lot of the issues that you've dealt with. And I mean, I'm 33 years old and I mean, you're talking about things that happened 30 years ago and I'm just now dealing with them. So I hear you saying that based off of all that you have been through and had to deal with, you have now come to a place to where it's like, okay, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. I'm embracing it. Mm -hmm. I'm loving me. I see goodness in me. It's like it's put you in a place of, you know, of attention. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it has you. It's like, okay, it happened mm -hmm. and life happened. And I've learned from it and I'm still learning from it. And I got some things I need to work on, mm -hmm. but today I'm loving me mm -hmm. and today I'm going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And today I'm going to conquer. That's yeah. why I hear you saying, you know, so you still a work in progress. Am I right yeah. about it? Yes. To the That's day we meet Jesus, we will always be a work in progress. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what people need to hear. They need to hear the truth. Mm -hmm. They need to see transparency. I'm so sick of the fakey raking. Yeah. I'm just so sick of that. And you won't find that here on Reveal and Heal. Because you can't heal what you don't reveal. Right. And the thing about it is there are people that are listening. They need some healing. Mm -hmm. And we just have to share our ugly so people can heal. There's mm -hmm. nothing to be ashamed of. We are the temple of the almighty God. And he is not going to come down here, you know, and be the one speaking unless he's speaking through us. Am I right about it? You're right. What, we're going to get ready to, uh, to, to close, but I, it's just, I love, love so much how you have just been so real. And my impression of you is that you're just a real, you're a real sister for real. You know, there's no room for nothing outside of being real. Right. And I believe it's a stage of bondage when people are not being who they're supposed to be. Talk right. to someone this morning that um, is wanting to transition into doing some things that they procrastinated about. Weight loss, learning how to drive, going back to school, you know, baby steps of things that they desire to do because through the pandemic, this is a good time for people to really thrust into some things that they wanted to do because they ain't got enough time on their hands. Right. Speak to someone that needs to be encouraged in moving forward, you know, uh, with that, that dream or that vision, you know, that they've been wanting to do. 
well, I would tell anyone, um, I don't care what it is, just like me and my husband, we started our weight loss journey back in June. And um, he started maybe like a week, week and a half before I did. And um, then he came to me and he was like, I'm here, Tam, here's the paperwork. I want you to fill it out. And I said, you know, okay, I'll do it, you know, maybe tomorrow. So he's like, no, go ahead and fill it out. And then I'll take it, you know, to back to the doctor tomorrow. And I said, okay. So I filled it out or whatever. And I'm thinking, because it was almost close to uh, 4th of July weekend. So I'm thinking, oh, they'll probably call me for another week or two. And then um, they called me like the next day. And I was like, okay. And then I said, well, when do I need to come in? She said, oh, well, can you come in tomorrow? And I'm like, you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking I can't start a diet in the middle of the week. I have to start the diet the beginning of the month. And so with that whole um, weight loss journey, it was something, just doing something that I'd never done before. I always thought that I needed to start something on the first of the month. So starting it in the middle of the week, almost at the end of the month, was just a big challenge and, you know, just for itself because I actually pushed through it. And then mentally, I was in it. You have to be mentally in it. If your mind is not in it, you're not going to be in it. And I mean, you have to be um, strong enough mentally to want to do something. I mean, if you want to, you know, write a book, even if it's just like one of those little small pocketbooks, I mean, if you're mentally strong enough to do it, you can do it regardless of what anybody tells you. Because I mean, you're going to have people to say that it's going to be financially a burden for you or, you know, time consuming. But if you know that you can do it and you've prayed about it and God has told you to do it, it's all you can do is just to do it and make sure that you have um, people around you who can push you every now and then to say, you know, stop thinking like that or stop talking like that. You got it. We're going to do it. We're going to take it one day at a time. We're going to put one foot in front of another and we're going to get through it. I mean, yes, you may have times where you fall off. I mean, because I'm not going to sit here and say that I uh, was strict on my diet every single day. I mean, just the other day, I had me a bowl of banana pudding. It was delicious. All right. <laughs> Even though in the back of my mind, I was like, now, Tam, you know, you don't eat that banana pudding. So then a few days from now, you're going to want some more banana pudding. Uh-huh. But I have to be strong enough to say no. Like every now and then, you know, you can have me something because it's okay to treat yourself. It's okay to um, soothe yourself with, I mean, things that you enjoy, but you just have to um, make sure you stay encouraged make sure you, um, you are, um, disciplined enough to tell yourself like, okay, you know, you don't need that, you know, okay. Instead of getting a full, you know, plate of this or that, you know, cut down on your portions or whatever. And that's not just with food, but with anything with, um, adding so much to your plate within life itself. Like you, I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day and eight of those hours you need to rest because if you don't rest, your body's going to tell you to. And so, I mean, I just. Amen and amen and amen. (laughs) You have been such a jewel this morning. I want to thank you so much for gracing your presence with revealing here motivation Monday. Our quote for Monday is there are seven days in the week. And someday isn't one of them. 
Let's get it. Yes. See, what you stated just fell in line with the quote for the week. Forget about all that extra stuff, that procrastinating and all of that. Let's get it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, darling. Thank you for I pray your day is amazing. And you got to come back and see us. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Facebook, you can't heal what you don't reveal. Remember to love yourself. Love everybody. And be yourself. Have a great day, everybody.